Lord, it's awesome to be a part of the body of Christ. That we have brothers and sisters in Durango, Mexico that are, that are gathering this morning too. And they're gathering in your name. And we think about all of our other church plants around the world. We think of people in Belarus are gathering today in your name. And we think of people in Brazil, they're gathering in your name. And Lord, what a beautiful thing it is to be a part of the body of Christ. Lord, I think locally of being able to be partners with other local churches that believe in the gospel. Lord, I'm so thankful for, for Reverb Church and for Colonial and for the Village Church and for Turning Point and for Anastasia Baptist and so many others, Church on the Rock, so many others that, that believe in the gospel and, and that we can partner with them for the sake of your glory. Lord, I pray this morning we wouldn't, we wouldn't miss how important it is to be a part of a team. That we wouldn't miss how important it is to be a part of the body of Christ. That because of what you've done, we can have significance here on earth because you're leading us as the head of the body. Lord, I pray as your word goes out this morning, it would meet us exactly where we're at. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're continuing to marvel at Jesus. At Jesus. This is the last week in our Marvel series. And Marvel is such a good word. It's a word that we don't use a whole, whole lot, but it, it means to be filled with wonder or astonishment. And that's why we decided to do this series. We wanted to use popular movies to launch us into wonder and astonishment, not towards Spider-Man, not towards Iron Man, but have wonder and astonishment towards Jesus. And uh, we believe that a great way to connect with our culture is through, uh, through these movies. So the first week we did look at Spider-Man and how we were supposed to power up in, in the gospel and how we can make a difference because of the power of the gospel in our lives. And then uh, two weeks ago we looked at the Black Panther and the, and the power to defeat the villains, the villains that are in our lives, both uh, outside of, of our lives with Satan attacking us and also the villains that we struggle with internally, whether it be self-doubt or, or anxiety or other things like that. And then last week uh, we looked at Ant-Man and the power to transform, how the gospel can transform our lives. And this week as we conclude our series, we're looking at the power of team. We're going to look at all the Avengers together and the power of team and how they work together and and as a team, as the body of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit works in and through us to make an, a tremendous difference in our world. And with the Avengers, they are all powerful individually, but when they work together, uh, they can power up so much more. And so here's the first clip from the Avengers working together. The power surrounding the cube is impenetrable. Thor's right. We gotta deal with these guys. How do we do this? As a team, I have unfinished business with Loki. Yeah? We'll get in line. Save it. Loki's gonna keep this fight focused on us, and that's what we need. Without him, these things could run wild. We got Stark up top. He's gonna need us to... So, this all seems horrible. I've seen worse. Sorry. No, we could use a little worse. Stark, we got him. Banner? Just like you said. Then tell him to suit up. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm bringing the party to you. I, I don't see how that's a party. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Until we can close that portal, our priority is containment. Barton, I want you on that roof. Eyes on everything. Call out patterns and strays. Stark, you've got the perimeter. Anything gets more than three blocks out, you turn it back or you turn it to ash. Can you give me a lift? Right. Better clench up, Legolas. Thor, you gotta try and bottleneck that portal. Slow him down. You and me, we stay here on the ground. We keep the fighting here. And Hulk. <sighs> Smash. sweet what they can accomplish when they work together and I have uh, some friends to introduce you to uh, this morning if you guys could come on out here <laughs> you guys are awesome in that clip that was pretty that was pretty scary wasn't that that was, that was pretty <laughs> oh man See, try preaching when all these faces like this are looking at you, okay? So, so they are all, I've been all dressed up. They've helped us out all this, uh, this month, and uh, I want you to meet them and how they serve in the church. So, here you go, Spider-Man. Oh, you're not really Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, John Massimino, and I'm the creative team leader for the whole Marvel series. Yeah. My name is Steven Saprell. Uh, I'm the uh, husband of uh, Holly Saprell, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Captain Marvel. Anyway, uh, I serve the church. Uh, we open our house, host our house to uh, the global outreach team, as well as yearly we do the uh, annual Christmas party um, and also support uh, just in the ministries in every which way. Awesome, man. Thank you. 
<laughs> yes, my name is John Schwinghammer. That's why I'm Thor. <laughs> I'm the uh, small group leader for our group called Hammer Time. That's yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm on the parking team and the usher team as well. Awesome, man. My name is Darius Tolbert, and I work for the usher team in the kids' ministry. My name is Michael Hines, and I work for the usher team in the kids' ministry. My name's Holly Saprell, and I'm so happy to have been married to Captain America for the past <laughs> month. And uh, God has definitely given me the power to serve with my creativity and creating the study, the website, social media, and also by supporting global outreach. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mike Herco, Andy's dad, and your parking team captain, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Bob Mitchell, and I'm not quite sure why they picked me to be the tree. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I serve with the uh, youth department in uh, middle school and high school. Awesome, awesome. Well, y'all give it up one more time for our Avengers. Woo! That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> you giving me your hair? Yeah, it's, it's awesome to be able to. I want them to come up here and share how they actually serve in the church, too, because they are modeling being Avengers, but they're a part of the body of Christ, using their giftedness for God's glory. And next week, we're going to talk a lot about giftedness and serving. So I don't want to talk a whole lot about that this morning, uh, because next week we're going to spend the whole message on that. But I want to talk a little bit about it, because I think it's important as we're talking about the power of team, to how God gifts us to serve. In Romans chapter 15, it says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. So that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't just give us spiritual gifts uh, just so that we can show off how God has blessed us. He's given us spiritual gifts for a specific purpose. Our purpose at Good News is to reach and transform people by the power of the gospel in biblical communities. So he gives you gifts to be able to reach people. He gives you gifts to be able to transform people. And when we partner up together with those gifts, it's an amazing and awesome thing. In Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it says, We have different gifts according to the grace he's given us. The word gifts in that uh, passage is the word charismata. And the first part of that charis means grace. That the gifts that God gives us are from his grace and his mercy. They're not by any strength and power that we have but they're by God's grace working in and through us. And the cool, things, the cool thing about being a follower of Christ is that every single person has at least one gift of grace. He gives it to us freely so that we can serve the church, so that we can make a difference in our community. I love what James Dunn, one of the leading British theologians, says. He says, particularly evident here in verse 6 that I just read is the character of, of charismata. The giftedness as the embodiment of concrete manifestation in word and action of grace. The essential balance between the two words is maintained if we see grace as the resource which comes to particular expressions of our giftedness. 
So in other words, the, the way that God gifts, gifts us is how we get to express his grace and mercy in our lives and into the world around us. And when we all come together as the body of Christ and all that giftedness comes together, it truly is an amazing thing. It's an amazing spiritual thing that God gives us because of his grace and his mercy. So we all have gifts and we all have responsibilities. So as believers in Christ, we all have a responsibility to be hospitable, that we all should be able to open our house for a small group once a month. But if that opening it up once a month really drains you, then you know that's not your gift. Some people that love hospitality, they love to have people at their house every day of the week because that's their giftedness. But we all have a responsibility to do that. The same thing with giving. Some people are particularly gift, gifted in giving, and generosity just comes from, from within them because God's gifted them that way. But we all, all have responsibilities to support the church and our tithes and offerings, but some people are just particularly gifted in that. The same thing with evangelism, that some people are particularly gifted in evangelism, but we all have a responsibility to, to share our faith. And we won't really know what our giftedness is and what our, what our obligations are to God and to other people until we know what it's like to be a part of the body of Christ. And that's why it's so cool to be a part of the body, be a part of the local church. That's why it's great when, when people like Jessica and Chris and Dale join the church because it's the body expanding and growing and they get to use their gifts as part of the body of Christ. And when that all comes together, it's an amazing thing. And Paul wanted to show uh, the church in Corinth, wanted to remind them how important the body of Christ is, how important teamwork is. And our point for this morning is that together everyone accomplishes more. If you've ever been a part of any type of sports team, you've heard this mantra, right? Because it spells out team if you take the first letter of each, each of the words in that. Together everyone accomplishes more. And that we want to team up for the gospel. So the Avengers are teaming up to take out enemies. They're teaming up to save the world. And we're doing it on a far greater level because we're saving the world through the power of the gospel. And so Paul is reminding the church in Corinth that they are the body. They're the local body. They're the expression of Christ. They're there to make a difference. So he spends the first part of chapter 12 talking about spiritual gifts. And then he talks about the importance of them all working together. So this is in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12. And I'm going to read the New American Standard Version. Typically I use the NIV, but I like this uh, version better because it talks about us being members of the body. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, you can look up on the screen. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though there are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we all are, all are baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, am I not a part of the body? It is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, am I not a part of the body? It is for this reason any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? The whole body we're hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If we were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have, a need, I have no need of you. Or again, 
the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it's much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which deem less honorable on those we bestow more abundant honor. And our less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so uh, composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, so that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, then all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, then all the members rejoice with it. What an amazing picture of what we're supposed to be as a local church. Of course, we have the universal body of Christ that all of our brothers and sisters all around the world were one body of Christ. But God chooses to use the local church, the local expression of the body here at Good News and here at other local churches for his glory. If you're a part of Good News, you're a part of an organism. It's not just an organization. It's not a robotic thing that we just put together all the pieces. No, it's living and breathing. And when you're a part of the church, it's an awesome thing. And that's why when people leave the local church, even if they go to another local church, it's painful because part of the body is, is taken away. And so we want to work together not just as friends, not just as family members, but as a body of Christ working together, connected in lots of different ways, needing each other. If you cut off your finger, if you don't put it back together real quickly, the finger is going to die. And we need, we need each other. And we need the head. If you cut off the head, the rest of the body is not going to function at all. And the head of our body is Christ. And so all of us are connected to the head to make a, a difference. All of us are in Christ. He, he says here right in the beginning, so also is Christ. So also we are in Christ. All the different things that we get to experience in Christ are amazing. I have, I have a list of just a few of them here that we see in Scripture. That in Christ we receive grace. Our redemption is in Christ. We're justified in Christ. We have forgiveness of sins in Christ. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's no, we're a new creation. We have eternal life. God supplies all of our needs. We have every spiritual blessing from heaven in Christ. We'll be presented as perfect in Christ. We cannot be separated from the love of God in Christ. What do you think of that list? What do you think of it? Okay, all right. You guys don't like it? That's an amazing list, right? You guys can say, say amen. All right, there we go. It's an awesome list of who we are in Christ. I'll tell you what, that was one of those moments as a pastor that just really wigs me out. I read this list of who we are in Christ. I say, what do you guys think of it? And I get 150 blank stares. Okay. All right. So we're going to try this again. What do you guys think of that list? All right. Woo. Okay. Makes me feel a lot better. Because it is an amazing list. It is an amazing list. This is who we are in Christ. This is what we get to experience when we're connected to the head, when we're connected to the body. And I want everyone in this room to be able to experience what that's like. To be able to experience what that's like, you have to be in Christ. In order to be in Christ, you have to recognize that you're a sinner, that you've messed up, that you've fallen short. But that's okay, you can join the party. You're looking at someone that's a huge sinner that has messed up in lots of different ways, has fallen short as a pastor, as a dad, as a, as a husband, as a friend. So many ways I've, I've fallen short, and, and I need Christ. And that's why Christ came as a seeking and saving Savior. 
He came as someone that saw us in need of redemption, of need of justification, need of forgiveness, need of eternal life. And that's why he came on this earth. He came on this earth and lived a perfect life, a life we could never imagine living. Perfect, he lived it. And then his reward for living a perfect life was dying a painful death, an awful death, excruciating death on the cross, separating himself from his father because of us, because of our sin, past, present, and future. And then he, he it was able to defeat death because of his power, his strength, and his might of the Holy Spirit working in and through him so that we could be redeemed if we put our faith and trust in a resurrected Savior. Have you ever done that? To admit that you're a sinner, to believe in him, and then commit your life to him. If you've never done that, then you don't get to experience what it's like to be in Christ. If you do put your faith in him, he's the one that works in and through you. He's the one that gives you all these things on this list. So I beg you to put your faith in him. Doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean that every, every problem is going to go away. But it does mean that you get joy. You get peace. You get eternal life. You get redemption. You get to be justified. You get to be adopted into his family. You get to be sanctified. God's going to work through you and continue to draw you closer and closer to Jesus. It's an amazing thing to be a part of the body of Christ. If you've never done that, you can pray right in your seat to admit, believe, and commit. You can come and talk to the elders or the prayer team after the service. They'd love to help you with that. And if you are a part of the body of Christ, then we can accomplish more together. I love what Paul says here in the first couple verses. He says, For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though there are many, are one body, so also is Christ. It's, it's the human body working together. When the human body works together well, when there are no ailments, when there are no things going on in our body, it's an awesome thing. And with the body of Christ, when he's the head, he works through all the different parts, even with all the different flaws that we have for the sake of his glory. And, and I love how the power of the Holy Spirit comes in too. For by one spirit, we're all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we're all made to drink of one spirit. Unfortunately, in today's uh, climate, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, instead of being a thing that unites us, unites us together as a church, has become a point of contention of people arguing with what that means. The way that I look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that we're commanded to be filled with the Spirit. But being baptized by the Holy Spirit when we put our faith and trust in Christ, that's not our responsibility. He's the one that works in and through us. When we put our faith and trust in Christ, the Holy Spirit baptizes us. Baptizes us and it permanently changes who we belong to. We go from being part of the family of Satan to being a part of the family of God. And that's what it means to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Every believer in Christ has the Holy Spirit working in and through him and, and her, him and through, in and through her and and we get to use those gifts that he's given us, those gifts of grace for his glory. And we get to team up for the sake of the gospel. Paul continues on. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, for this, uh, is it not for this reason any less part of the body? And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, am I not part of the body? For is not for this reason any less part of the body. I love how Paul is building on this analogy and he's being a little bit humorous saying, listen, there's not unimportant parts here. We all get to work together for the sake 
of the gospel. And that's why the action step is to team up for the gospel, because we can all work together with the giftedness that God has given us. Verse 17, it says, If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? Now God has placed the members, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. See, it would be ridiculous if we walked around as humans as giant ears, right? Or a giant eyeball. I mean, that would be freaky, right? We need all the other parts of the body to function. And, and that's what it's like for the body of Christ. There's no insignificant part. He gives the, each part where he desires. You hear that? You're not here at Good News Church with the gifts that God's given you by mistake. God did that on purpose for the places that he desires for you to be. I love at 8.40 when we gather together in prayer for all the people that are serving at the 9 o'clock service. And it's great to just look around and you see everyone is different. Everyone is unique. Everyone has different giftedness. But guess what? They're all working together. And we can't accomplish what we accomplish in this church on our own. We can't do it. One person can't just run the whole nursery. One person can't put together the whole service. We can't have a worship service with just one person. We need each other. We need all the different giftedness. So don't let the evil one trick you. You are gifted. You are put here for a reason. You are a part of the body of Christ. And you are wildly significant to use the influence that God's given you for his glory. That's what we're called to do. To team up for the sake of the gospel. Paul continues on. But now there are many members but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, say to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it's much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. I mean, you ever think about the parts of your body that you might think are insignificant, like the hammer or the anvil of the ear, some things that you don't ever even think about. But without them, you can't hear. So those parts that seem very insignificant, that seem small, they're vital for the church. So whatever role that God has you in to serve in the body, it is not insignificant. I try to walk around during the services and tell people, thank you for popping the popcorn for the sake of the gospel. What? Well, no, it is for the sake of the gospel because people are coming in here to this church and they're feeling more welcome. It's a more warm place because there's food for them. And thank you for being out in the parking lot and parking people so they have a good uh, experience in the parking lot. The sermon starts in the parking lot. If they have a, you have an awful experience parking your car. You're going to walk into this place thinking, what kind of place is this? We want people to have a good experience when, they, when they're trying to meet God. And so every single part is significant. And God didn't make a mistake with you. He's continuing to work in and through you. But it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that when we work together for the sake of the gospel, that we're a body functioning together, that it's all just going to be great all the time. Rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. That's what it's going to be like being in the body of Christ all the time. If you've been a part of the body of Christ, you've been a part of good news for any amount of time, you know that's not the case. We have an enemy that wants to defeat us. We have an enemy that wants to take us out. We have our own sinfulness that works through it. But we should be encouraged. Because even the Avengers can't get along. So here's the last clip I want to show you this morning of well, the Avengers not quite working together. So here's that clip. 
Wow, it's so weird how you run into people at the airport. Don't you think that's weird? Definitely weird. Hear me out, Tony. That doctor, the psychiatrist, he's behind all of this. Captain. Your Highness. Anyway, Ross gave me 36 hours to bring you in. That was 24 hours ago. Can you help your brother out? You're after the wrong guy. Your judgment is askew. Your old war buddy killed innocent people yesterday. And there are five more super soldiers just like him. I can't let the doctor find him first, Tony. I can't. Steve, you know what's about to happen. Do you really want to punch your way out of this one? All right. I've run out of patience. Underoos! <laughs> Nice job, kid. Thanks. Well, I could have stuck the landing a little better. It's just a new suit. Well, it's nothing. Mr. Stark, it's, it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really it's... need to start a conversation. Okay. Cap Captain? Big fan of Spider-Man? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Just... Hey, everyone. Good job. You've been busy. And you've been a complete idiot. Dragging in Clint, rescuing Wanda from a place she doesn't even want to leave, a safe place. I'm trying to keep... I'm trying to keep you from tearing the Avengers apart. You did that when you signed. All right, we're done. You're gonna turn Barnes over, you're gonna come with us. Now, because it's us. Or a squad of JSOC guys with no compunction about being impolite. We found him. The Quinjet's in Hangar 5, North Runway. All right, Lang. Hey guys, something. Ah! I believe this is yours, Captain America. Oh, great. All right, there's two on the parking deck. One of them's Maximoff. I'm gonna grab her. Brody, you wanna take Cap? Got two in the terminal, Wilson and Barnes. Barnes is mine. Hey, Mr. Stark, what should I do? What we discussed. Keep your distance. Web them up. Okay, copy that. <laughs> uh. Move, Captain. I won't ask a second time. I really don't want to hurt you. I wouldn't stress about it. Everyone's got a gimmick now. You have a metal arm? That is awesome, dude. Remain solid. Sorry, Cap, this won't kill you, but it ain't gonna tickle either. Wanda, I think you hurt Vision's feelings. You locked me in my room. Okay, first, that's an exaggeration. Second, I did it to protect you. Hey, Clint. Hey, man. Clearly, retirement doesn't suit you. You got tired of shooting golf? Well, I played 18. Shot 18. Just can't seem to miss. Well, first time for everything. Made you look. Multiple contusions detected. Yeah, I detected that too. So, you think you have issues when someone in your small group's a little annoying? 
or there's someone that you're serving that you don't quite like, okay? Look, it could be like that. It's not that bad. There's going to be issues when we serve with the body of Christ, and the church in Corinth experienced that too. Verse 24, whereas more presentable members have no need of it, but God has also composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked. So there may be no division in the body, but that uh, the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, then all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, then all the members rejoice with it. Being a part of the body of Christ is truly a special thing. It's not like any other organization in the world. You can join all kinds of clubs and have communion in all kinds of different ways, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you'll never experience what it's like to use your giftedness, to use your, your charismata for the sake of the gospel. I love what Pastor John Piper says. He says that every person should be a member of the local body of believers. He says we should take responsibility to discipline those of the body who do not repent from public sin that brings reproach in the name of Christ. We should take position under the leadership and authority of a particular group of elders. We should declare ourselves part of a group who expect to be watched over and cared for by those elders. And we should find our place in the organic whole as part of the body, a member of the local body of Christ. See, that's, that's the plan for us as a part of a local body, that God puts us under his care and his direction for his glory. And we should be thankful to be a part of the body of Christ, to be a part of the body of believers here at Good News Church. Because despite all of its flaws in the church, it is the body. It is the body working together for his glory. And so I really challenge you this morning and urge you to, to remember to, to, to think about how great it is to be a part of the body. And if you're not a part of the body, to take that step, to jump in, because God's gifted you, and he can't use you in the mighty way that he can with a bunch of other people. There's no lone ranger Christians that are making a difference in this world. No, we need to be connected. We need to be connected to a body of believers to be able to make a difference, to be accountable to people that care, to be under leadership, to be able to grow in our faith, to be able to understand what it's like uh, to be a part of the body struggling together and finding joys together. See, this building that God has blessed us with, this is not the church. You're the church, and I'm the church. And we get to gather together and encourage one another as a group of believers. As the scripture says, the koinonia, the community that only the Bible, the only biblical community can give us. Only worshiping Jesus can give us. That connection as brothers and sisters in Christ, please don't take that for granted. Because together everyone accomplishes more and we get to team up for the gospel. And when we do that, he is glorified. Let's pray together. Lord, I'm so grateful to be a part of the body of Christ, the body of you. What a powerful thing it is to be able to join together with other believers in Christ. And I pray in here this morning, if anybody's feeling insignificant, if anybody's feeling like they can't make a difference, I pray that you connect them to the body of Christ. And if they are, I pray that you enforce in their lives, God, that they are making a difference because they are a part of the body. Lord, what an amazing thing it is to think about people all around the world because of our partnerships coming to the gospel, being transformed by the gospel, thinking of hundreds of thousands of people over the years at Good News being transformed and being reached. Lord, thank you for that.
Lord, I pray you continue to use the local expression of your body as, as the way to change the world. Lord, thank you for letting us be a part of it. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well,